Welcome to What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Abadaka, and you're in for a very special episode. Today, I'm joined by two amazing guests. You know them from their band, Don't Stop or We'll Die, and all sorts of other things. It's Michael Cassidy and Paul Rust. Hey! buddy! Wow. We're the homies. Thanks, the- Matt. Thanks for having us. Yes, you man. guys are the homies talking today. Yes, yeah. we're the homies talking, talking about, about our, our favorite W. Oh man, yeah, and not that's right. George Bush. Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> no. no, our second favorite W. <laughs> okay. I forgot. That not is funny. I remember in the early oddies when you went to a Weezer concert and you flashed the W's with your hand. It was always a little like, <laughs> I mean, Weezer, yeah. not the man in power, <laughs> and not West Side. <laughs> <laughs> and people thought you were. Saying West Side Story by Holy yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They thought I was I really love good. Bernstein. <laughs> um, thanks for having us, man. This is yes. awesome. Thank you guys for being pleasure. here. Oh, please, the pleasure is all mine. Well, I don't know about we that. We are pleasure not. Might be all ours. Yeah, we're not willing to yeah. give you all that pleasure. Okay, well, we yeah, want I guess... a little bit for ourselves. <laughs> okay, so I guess yeah, it's there's plenty to go around. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, usually on the show we talk about. Uh, Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the homies do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we usually uh, have like a, a specific album to talk uh, in in full. Uh, we're we're not doing that today, but we're gonna talk about um, Weezer's like influence on your uh, your very lives as as musicians. And um, I'll ask you to speak on that when the time comes. Wonderful. Um, That's cool. But I guess let's just jump right into like well. Um, just like becoming aware of them. Cause I'll say I was, I was quite young when I, the, the first time I heard Weezer, but I can remember it specifically cause I was in a car seat. <laughs> I they were going to say in utero. So. I was, I was in <laughs> utero. Yeah. They, I had uh, uh, an earbud on my mom's belly button. <laughs> but in a car seat, that's awesome. I was man. in a car seat. What was it? Uh, it was a, it was a minivan and uh, my mom was playing, my mom had the blue album. My mom was young uh, uh-huh. and she was playing the blue album in the car. She would play, I think I've said it on here a bunch. She would play that album. She would play The Miseducation of Lauren Hill quite a bit uh-huh. uh, when that came out. Uh, those are two albums I remember cool. specifically yeah, hearing. My yeah, mom, yeah. Playing, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And she does come up every episode. <laughs> all the time. So it seems like you're doing a podcast about your mom. Well, that's the thing, yeah. So you're like, okay, I hear you talking about Weezer, but there's you speak more about your mom the whole time. You're like, my uh, their fourth album, uh, Mama Droid. I mean, <laughs> Maladroid. Uh, and I end, just so you know, when the show ends, I do say, now tuck me in, mommy. <laughs> oh, and we have to do that. Yeah, yeah you have to tuck well, me in. That's how we end every gig of ours. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's okay. Every conversation. Uh, every yeah. conversation, every text correspondence. And so you, you uh, as musicians, I know as like uh, uh, a, a, a comedy person, when I have a show, I call it a show, but musicians, musicians call it a oh, gig. Oh, a gig. Oh, yeah. Yes, the gig a culture. Gig. Yeah. Even though I just said gig right there, I felt a little cringy. I no, like, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's cool. I think My, I said uh, gig as a way to locate us for the listeners as a band so that they would go, oh, gig. Yeah. Oh, no, they're real music guys. Real. Yeah. Well, I was like, my dad was and still is like a, a, a he's, uh, Paul and I are both from Iowa. And yes. my dad still lives, and my family still lives in Iowa. And, Mine too. And, and Paul's does too. They all live in a big house together. 
They all sleep in the same big yeah, bed. Yeah, what big bed do they have? There <laughs> <are> <laughs> caps engraved on the headboard. Yeah. I feel like we've made this joke before that Multiple our families times. sleep in a big bed. I mean, if you guys have that much in common, you might. I mean, look, yeah, it's a, that's a classic joke. You might as well go to it every time. Oh, it, it always pays out. Yeah. Go to the gold. Uh, play the hits. The but the but he he wasn't as like a a gigging musician. So the term gig was like applied to hit like when he would go play with big bands or like oh. on dance nights and stuff. He, okay. He'd have dads out gigging. That's cool, Mike. Went, Actually, that's really gigging. cool if you heard like your dad saying, I'm going out for a gig. I'll say something else cool about It'd my give dad. give you a little taste of the yeah. music world. It, yeah. did, it, it was hip. He's also like, I mean, he's a, a, a lifelong band director, so he's the coolest guy in the world to me, but you know, he's like, we're all Iowa dorks, all of us. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> you, Matt, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, I'm, oh, from, I'm yeah. from California. Not anymore, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just slid you west of the Mississippi uh, or east of the Mississippi. <laughs> one thing I always used to get a kick out of like in college, like anytime, like he would always kind of like palm me like a little bit of spe- like street money and he would always, like it would be like a different slang where he's like, here's a little bread. Here's some, uh, here, oh, cool! Here, yeah, here's some dough. Yeah, like and then he would have, start eating it and be like, "No, my yeah. come on!" Put, two, put a slice of cheese in between. Yeah, it. here's the yeah, here's a little. He would never say cheddar. Scratch. He would say scratch. Uh, scratch is good. Is here's a little cool. scratch. Yeah, he said street money once, and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's awesome!" That's, some street money. That's cool. I was some just, walking around money. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway, great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, gig, gig. Yeah, music. Uh, comedy people can use the word gig, but I guess it seems weird. Like if somebody said that, it would be weird. Never mind. <laughs> well, with improv people, it's like or touring, we're gonna go maybe. play. Like, have we played? Yeah. And so I remember learning the terminology in college. Mike and I went to the same college. We went to the University hey, of Iowa. What the heck? Oh my gosh, the history is deep. Oh, we're all, we're all. <laughs> it's uh, hey, it, it um, came right on the heels of the summer two thousand songs of we. Whoa! So I met Mike probably October. Uh-huh. So I was fully listening to the summer two thousand. Okay. Yes. Of, the, of Weezer at the time. Very nice. Yeah. But, so so I've known it was a fun Mike. era for Wizard. Yeah. Oh, very, very fun. the good old days. Oh, boy. So what, uh, <laughs> mad cow. <laughs> yes, mad cow. Uh, so, like, um, yes, I, I've known Mike for 19 years, and <clears throat> I'm sure Weezer was very much uh, already in the our dialogue as, col- as college students. But yeah. um, I don't know how he got on that. Oh, uh, was it that... Uh, I was asking like about like the the early days of you discovering. Uh, I think that's what I was asking. Or that's what oh. I want to ask you. Uh, like, what was your like? Yeah, because I said my earliest memory of listening to Weezer was in the back of a car seat, mm-hmm. or yes. you know, uh, in a car seat rather, in the back of a car, uh, <laughs> not sitting behind a car seat holding it, <laughs> just in a car baby. seat in the middle of the highway. You know what? Though, <laughs> uh, if, if, uh, not to um, we'll we'll get to the Weezer yeah. in due time. Your story about how you. Uh, your memory of listening to a song yes. with your mom driving. Yes. Um, in the Zodiac commentary, David Fitcher <laughs> says he chose the opening song in Zodiac where it's like that weird song. Yes. Like, Why do people have to be unkind? Uh-huh. Yes. And he said he chose that song because that was the song he remembers sitting in the backseat of his car while his mom drove around the Bay Area. Yeah, that's wild. And my earliest memory of hearing music was standing in the kitchen and the radio on top of our fridge is playing uh, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. And my mom was in the bathroom and screaming, It's on! It's on! (laughs) So I do think there is some... Yeah. uh, Like, I wouldn't say primordial, but just some sort of like... You log on to the world when you're like 
music and mommy and <laughs> yes. a, a good song all came together at the same time. Yeah, that stays in your brain for yes, some reason. Because I remember yes. like loving, laughing in the back of a car, like in the back of my mom's car, uh, listening to Holiday. Because when Pat would do the the lower vocals, I would th- I would th- think that was funny. <laughs> I would laugh when he was like, "We will write a post." Well, it's funny because it's like. Uh, uh, I do think Weezer like was one of those bands where it's like, hey, you can play them for the kids, and the kids like them too. Yes. Like, and when I say kids, I mean like infants yes. and toddlers. Yeah, it was yeah. like innocuous. Like it was like they might be giants, G-rated yeah. stuff, kind of. But it, and the music is also playful, and it's not uh, threatening music. And I think the ooey oohs in a way. Yes. I'll sing um, more like goo we goo gaga goo 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 wee wee goo not to sound like a total cheese ball but i sing suzanne to my daughter oh yeah yeah and i honestly think i'm like there is something in the melodies that rivers cuomos creates that it can actually create a bridge that even the smallest child could hear a tone or a melody and go like, oh, like I do see your head turn. Yeah. Like at <clears throat> yes. certain, like uh, during the like, uh, when I met you, I was all alone. Let's mm. like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> what's dad singing <laughs> over here? Put some here? sauce on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's something, I do think he taps into something. In that song, I always, I, I, I connected to the, 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 the the phrasing of of a girl is like caught my ear of that song. Like oh, yeah. I've all I ever wanted of a girl was like it wasn't from you don't want it from her. Yes, it's like I don't know. I, I that no, was a right. big part of why I, I think I like that song. That, but it's it basic old timey or something. It, and it's or also universal. sort of like of a fantasy. It's like yes, you're maybe all that I it. wanted of a, I. It's like you're the concept suggest- of a woman. This is all I wanted from the concept of a woman. Yeah, like, yeah. I love it. But they get yeah. they do a good job, especially then. They do a good job of getting that across in very few words. It's not very the language is not very flowery. No, uh, it's kind of pragmatic language. Yeah, know, and it's something. silly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Matt liked. I love. I look. Yeah. I love to laugh. I love to hear a song that makes me laugh, even if it's not a funny song. I'm like that. No, that's no, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of songs that are straightforward. But have a line that I go like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But yeah. when was the first time you heard yeah. Weezer, Mike? Uh, I think Undone was probably my introduction to them. Okay. I bet. I I, I think it was maybe the music video mm-hmm. for Undone. Yeah, it was me probably too. the first time that I heard their music. That's my. I, I think. I think I saw. It I don't remember a moment for Buzzbin bands, and they were like going through the different yeah. bands that they were introducing, and for a moment you just heard. You saw a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, the only thing I could hear was, uh, um, if you want to destroy my sweater, but since you only have those few words to go by in the Buzzbin commercial, yeah. I thought it was. If you want to know what went on, <laughs> even though the song's yeah. called <laughs> the sweater song, <laughs> so you're like, hearing this and you're like, "Oh, I gotta find out yeah, what went on." Either well, way, I it's a good high school, like singing or junior high, I guess, singing like, "If you want to know what what went on." <laughs> <laughs> But you saw the video and... Uh... Yeah, I think that was the first song that I heard. And it was like, definitely, uh, I was raised by music teachers. And I will confess that I had a bit of like, I think I was a little um, high on the horse of like, 
uh, I don't know, music sophistication. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And and especially I, there were the progeny of two music teachers. Yeah, that you like that it was like oh, I want complicated music because that I want to feel smart and and superior and this is like my identity right now and I'm yeah. like 16 years old and like <laughs> I need to feel control and power yeah <laughs> and uh because i'm help you know i'm yeah. helpless as every teenager is just like desperately helpless but i can play a rush song yeah. <laughs> yeah but like and i was like i remember having a conversation with a friend where i was like it's just a three chord song like what's the like it was stupid it's an indefensible position it's <laughs> it's like not it, it it was flawed logic then and i i you know, I need to make amends with all the people that I said that to. Oh, my God. You, know, uh, you say that like it. I wasn't, um, when that song came out, I wasn't around people who were into music uh, enough. Certainly grown-ups. My uh, peers were, like, loved music and stuff. But um, but Tim Kalpakis told me he was listening to the Blue Album. Uh, the Sloppy Boys uh, guitarist, Tim yes, Kalpakis, yes. told me that... Um, Remember he was telling us, he was like, oh, he was listening to Blue Album with his dad, and he was so excited to share it with his dad, and his dad went, Ugh. so power chords? <laughs> yes. And I, I, your story makes me go, oh, that must have been a reaction people were having, not just to Weezer, but probably to Nirvana and stuff, just like, yeah. oh, that's where things are going now, it's a little simpler and more direct and that has to be which ego is, wise kind of feel like uh you're attacked. I think, I think that's I think that's like a reaction to like the dad in that situation is having the same reaction of like, oh I need to feel like my music is better or more music, more pure or something. But like, you know, the Beatles had the same caliber of it's not like the biggest bands in the world all have yeah. basic songs. Hey, Quincy and Jones said they're one of the worst musicians on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said a lot of crazy things uh, in that same interview, I think. I think <laughs> we have to uh, believe all of that is canon. <laughs> but the, so I feel like there were only a couple of bands that busted through that little haze I was in. And Weezer was one of, I was yeah. like, oh, you know what? You can't deny that this is like... This song rules. Like, there's there was a couple of songs that, like, and over time, like, um, I don't know, Island in the Sun. There's like these so songs that are like, oh, this is a relatively simple song, and it rules. Like, yes, it would right. be it would be flawed if they tried to complicate this further. Oh, I hadn't and, thought about that. Yeah. Uh, also, Weezer is not like a basic band. Like, there is there is complex musicality and stuff. Yeah. Not in every song. No. But there are songs, they choose their, like they, they take big swings at like compli more complex music and stuff. And like Ben Folds is like that a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Well, you're making like, me think, oh, go ahead. Yeah. That, that was just another band of like, oh, Ben Folds kind of busted through, messed, busted me out of that. Or and Weezer and bands like that, where I, where I was also like, it was, I was also conflicted. Like I also love Guns N' Roses, which is like, Antithetical Otherwise, to everything I just said. Technically perfect music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, you know, whatever. It's the same. It's the way I connect to fish music, even though I'm not like a a, 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 a disciple of the discography of fish. Like, <laughs> yes. They're very talented guys. Like, those, they're great musicians. So, yes. whatever. You can connect well, the on that Weezer level. thing that you're saying, uh, like a little, uh, uh, I'm going to make the comparison. It's a little bit like uh, uh, when you were saying, like, oh, they are. Musicians and they can make complicated arrangements, but they decide not to. I, I don't know if that's exactly, but it's a little like it's what we love about 
Picasso or Van Gogh. Yeah. It's just like they could, yeah. if they wanted to, paint a beautiful landscape. I've compared them to yeah. the Beatles several times, and so far, no one has gotten mad at me about that. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, one he, of the greatest artists in the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, but no, it's just like, oh, it takes a genius sometimes to strip something down to the point where like, oh, what people really like yeah. are direct. We're like, let it be is a very essentially basic song yeah. like the the structure of the song is not complicated but what makes these bands relatable on a universal level is probably that level of like they keep it basic enough that it's accessible yes. to everyone and then they also have fun on a few songs to like satisfy the snobs or yes, something yes. or like, they're probably not thinking yeah. about it in those terms at all but maybe well, and I, I don't have like a like a music background I, I uh, well I played trumpet in middle school but I don't like Woo, yeah, you do you yeah. got a music background I guess I have a, I'm, a, I'm a big I'm as uh, big of a musician as anybody I guess <laughs> uh, but I played uh, trumpet in, high, in middle school woo. Uh, but yeah <laughs> woo <laughs> Uh, there's people just coming by. Yeah, there's Wooly. a trumpet handing you a trumpet. Yeah. You have to, you have to play it. But I would be very, very bad at it because I was not good at it when I played. Uh, I had braces and I could not. Oh, I could, yeah. just, could not do it. That's right. Um, but uh, I so I don't know much about like making music. I don't know much about. I know like sort of a little bit about playing and like just hearing that um, like what could make a song more complicated than other songs. So like I've recognized that I do think that Rivers is a much better musician than one he allows himself to be because he's quite good I think yeah. and uh, but because you've heard him there's evidence of it there's like actual evidence of him being an incredible musician and then now uh, what people <laughs> <laughs> people are just kind of like oh he's just kind of not doing that thing we absolutely know he knows how to do yeah yeah because you hear these stories of how he yeah. has like uh, he track the history of music to find out. And that's partly why I think he ended up stripping stuff down is because he realized, oh, the thing that has the most direct... I mean, it's interesting. He could have... It seemed like he went the Kurt Cobain route of like, hey, simple chords and and melodic hooks are the thing that keep people on board. And that's my flavor I like. Yeah. Because, you know, Bruce Springsteen is probably has better ideas and better ideas to put out in the world. But I'm kind of like, oh, man, but you don't write the songs that get me going. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, and they're yeah. like there's no doubt that those are good, too. Like, yes, those, are, those right. are good. There's, and those will just be there. You can get to those whenever you want. But you want to rock out, baby. You want to jam. Yeah, it's sort of like you can always have um, uh, sushi when you want it. But there's always a cheeseburger. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> McDonald's is open everywhere all the time. It, I feel like a lot of Weezer, maybe my perception is that they're like, um, I guess there's. it's not just them, but but they're very, uh, God, what am I trying to articulate here? That they're, they, they, they're about like youthful ideas. Yes. And and as a youthful band ages, it becomes like a very curious like web of it's like some things I think you just age and you're just not singing the high parts and stuff like the <laughs> right. like the songs don't have those fun like woo, like those fun yeah. like doo-wop throwbacks that he <laughs> yeah. was putting into yeah. the songs and the vibe is just different it just feels like older or something and or i don't know what's going on these days but the <laughs> yeah. but, but what was i feel like there was a youthful that was the whole thing was like we're young and we're going to sing about a sweater cuz like we don't care yeah and like it's not 
it wasn't like irreverent necessarily, but it was young. It felt young. Yes. Well, I'm curious this sort of Venn diagram crossover of early 90s alt rock LA goofiness and early uh, uh, LA alt comedy goofiness because mm. I think there was some oh, crossover. Yes. Like I saw an Entertainment Weekly picture when the first Weezer album came out and it was a picture of Matt the whole band, but Matt Sharp was holding a shirt where he had handwritten, I heart Janine Garofalo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's some crossover here yeah. between... Absolutely. And like, I mean, let's just also not forget that my Rudolph was in the rentals. That's right. Like, that's that's, that's right. exactly the intersection of the Venn diagram. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and, and, and like, Marilyn Rice Cub was in uh, the Good Life video, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so oh, like, yeah. There's like, there's a big crossover for sure. And I think just because maybe... Uh, Weezer was like young and popular, and like those people were just starting to cut their teeth, so they were around. And like, yeah. so there's, I wouldn't be surprised if all those people um, were best friends and saw each other every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a cool time to yeah, be absolutely. living in LA. If you're living in LA yeah. in '93 and you're like, hey, I just went and saw. Bob Odenkirk and David Cross do an underground comedy show. Why don't we go catch the Reynolds down the street? Yeah, oh that'd be God. insane. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Better than Laurel Canyon in the 70s. Oh, oh yeah. That's true. <clears throat> Get, like, bury that hippie shit. Yeah. <laughs> Flatten those hills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess I first, it was the Buzzbin Weezer video. And then um, I think the. When I got a compact disc player, the first two CDs I got was Purple mm. by uh, Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. okay. and the second yes. was Weezer, but I opened the Weezer, it was a Christmas present, I opened the Weezer disc first, so in wow. my mind, I go, That's your first one. I know I received the wrapped Purple one first, but <laughs> yes. I opened the blue one first, so, uh, but um, yeah, and then... Uh, uh, Listen to that, and then Pinker Tame, Pinker Pin, is that the pronunciation? Pinker Palms, Pinker, uh, Pinker Palms, Dinker, Dinker Doy, Dinker Doy, yeah, uh, Dinker Doy came out, and uh, <laughs> after cross country practice, I rushed to the uh, yeah. uh, to the to the local God. music station. That's that was our local music dealership, and then uh, <laughs> bought a Pinkerton and a brown paper bag and wow. came home. It was and, called the music station. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I thought for a second you were like, oh, your radio station was the record store because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you like, also be worked at a radio cool. station. Come yeah. buy these bootleg albums that we're not supposed to. <laughs> we recorded so. off of the radio. Hey, there's only three songs on this. <laughs> my my first two compact discs. Uh, were Alapalooza by Weird Al and Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses. Those are, like, Mike, those two together, that's you, man. That's so good. <laughs> Mine are that's a weird... My, epic like, song craft meets Goofy Goofy, <laughs> and the Goofy Goofy is Guns N' Roses, <laughs> yeah. and the epic yeah. song craft is Weird Al. <laughs> uh, I, the, one, the two that I'm remembering that were CDs that I picked myself were... Um, Insync's uh, first CD, cool. uh, I think it's just, just self-titled, called Inst right? yeah, self-titled, and then also uh, Anima of the State by Blink One Eighty Two. And boy, was that a hard sell as an eight-year-old! <laughs> <laughs> hard sell to yourself or to yeah. friends? To, to, or? Oh, to my mom. I was like, I want this CD. It has songs that I like on it. 
crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it does feel like Blink-182 existed because of some things that Weezer and Green Day had done during the time. They were the progeny of... Yeah, all of uh, all, my Venn diagram for the type of music I like is a, just a circle. Like it is, uh, um, like uh, two circles. It, it's not even two. It's just like the one empty one. And and uh, I mean, I guess InSync doesn't fit in. Uh, that you know what though, but InSync can really play those power chords. Well, really, <laughs> you ever see Lance Bass pick up a bass? He's great at it. Well, I gotta say, like when the late '90s became pop. And people were like, MTV's not playing videos anymore. They've abandoned alternative music. It didn't bum me out too much because the thing that attracted me to like, my two favorite bands were Weezer and Nirvana. The thing that I liked about them was that they had very catchy melodies. Yes. So it didn't matter to me if whether they had, I mean, I liked a distorted bass underneath some melodies i would prefer that mm-hmm. but when they went away and britney spears is singing some sugary melodies yeah I, it's like yeah okay yeah, <laughs> like, yeah same same thing different uh recipe you're like yes. Ooh, a different sauce yes yeah. exactly. the music video was also that was so much more of the equation then too like for weezer and nirvana they were like the the hits were hits because of the videos in a couple of cases where the video is like a big smash right and it makes the song a hit because the, everybody loves the video or it's like a it's like people love the song and it's a cyclical thing the video yeah, like yeah, yeah. feeds sales or yeah. whatever and now well, that I don't know maybe I'm I, truly is possible that I'm just out of touch but I don't think that's occurring for bands now where it's like a video made I guess okay go had a big string of videos that were like I remember hearing a lot about yeah and watching those videos, but who, who are people watching video I music videos? I guess it's more now? like when, they're uh, making them. If, uh, Beyonce, I guess, Beyonce makes films. Lemonade. Yeah. It's more like a full film experience rather than yeah. But it's yeah. what it's like. You don't just enjoy it on a. Well, maybe people do. I don't know. Maybe your people are YouTube and music videos all the time. I watch I, movie trailers all the time, and maybe that's my version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like there's watching music. Videos. There's a whole separate like part of YouTube that is just for music videos. Like, and they're like curated they're like oh these are the top music videos or you know the most streamed music videos this week and here's a playlist with those videos so you can see them it's uh it's nuts like of new acts of like yeah just like brand new ones it's not like yeah it's not like uh the buddy holly video is like getting a bunch of returns uh you know these days <laughs> yeah uh well the buddy holly video i remember speaking of yeah. nirvana i remember uh, 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 you know, your friend's older brother is the coolest person in your life. Yes. <laughs> but your friend's older brother's friend can sometimes be the coolest person Whoa. in your life. Yeah. And he, like, the Buddy Holly video came on, and I was like, I love this song. I love this band. And he was like, it's a uh, ripoff of In Bloom. They're doing the same thing about, like, that they're guys who are playing, like, 50, 60 sort of straight you know, because the yeah. blue video was that they're on Ed Sullivan show. That's right. Now it's Happy Days. And I was like, well, Happy Days is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> the fun. You were right. <laughs> and then um, I remember watching Weezer perform on David Letterman like, yes. the summer of 95. And Martin Mole was a guest that night. <laughs> and Martin Mole <laughs> said, uh, oh, Weezer. My daughter loves Weezer. And I thought, well, Martin Mull's cool. <laughs> and then I thought, and his daughter, super cool. And then when we moved out to Los Angeles, 
and I met Armin Weitzman, he was friends with Martin Bull's daughter. Whoa. And I was like, oh, yeah, we were all part of the. We were all <laughs> over the country, but we were all digging on the same scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they don't. I've I've seen them very recently, and like we'll get to like where they are now. But I still think they put on they put on a very very fun show. If you mm-hmm. if you, even if you go see them now and you don't aren't necessarily like super into what they're doing right now, they're giving you they're giving you your money's worth. I think they're putting on a crazy good show. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, yes, and that's uh, and fans love them, so people yeah. want to go and well, lose their minds. That's what. <sighs> That's what confuses me, is that, like, uh, fans say that they love them, uh, but it seems like they are very, like, oh, no, they're bad. Because I see a lot of, like, posts, I mean... The fans are saying like that? Yeah, the fans. Because uh, I see a lot of, like, uh, on, like, there's, like, a Weezer Reddit where the people are like, these are the top albums or whatever. And some of them have been, they've sort of flipped to, like, appreciating some of the newer stuff or whatever. But it's always very, like, I feel like mean-spirited. But also, online is mean. There, and I and I'm always saying how much I like to be. I'm I'm classically logged on. I'm always online. I love being online. Hey, you're but, on AOL right now. Get off of there. Wait, we put my way message to something emo. <laughs> um, Mom, <laughs> yeah, Mom, get about. off the AOL. Get off the AOL. <laughs> Uh, no, but like pe- I, um, people are just mean online because it's easy to be mean sure. when nobody's uh, holding yeah. you accountable. Yeah. Um, but so Pinkerton comes out, and what is that experience like? Because I know, uh, I mean, I got to Pinkerton late. Uh, it was not played in my car. Uh, the first song is about sex. Uh-oh. You're not playing that for kids. Oh, baby. When I first heard that song, I was a virgin, and I was like, I guess I get tired of masturbating. <laughs> Like I so wanted to like be in lockstep with Rivers Cuomo's emotional experience. I've been there. (laughs) I get tired of jerking off alone, (laughs) which is like the complete reverse of what that song is. It's like I can have intimacy with people, but I don't want it. For me, I'm like I want intimacy with people, but I can't get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like it, uh, it was obviously received differently than it is regarded now. Uh, in that time, people were like, "What is this?" Because it was not as polished, and it was just such a completely different listening experience. Were you guys on board with that album when it came out? And don't be afraid to seem cool and say yes. Well, I would. I'm very reluctant to say this because this is maybe one of only two times in my life where I was ever in the position to be like, "I loved it, man. Okay, I loved yeah. it so much." And I was sort of it, and all my friends loved it. And we'd listen to it, and like the night it came out, all my friends bought it, and we came to school the next day, and we were just raving about El Scorcho. We were yes. just like, oh my God, that chorus. And I couldn't stop listening to it, and I was obsessed. And I even didn't, it, and it wasn't even me going, oh, this is so different from the Blue Album, but I still like it. I actually just thought it was a continuation of the Blue Album. Maybe it sounded a little noisier. Yeah. But I didn't see that much of a difference. I was like... The melodies are still sharp. They're still singing about personal stuff. Uh, I don't know. I it, it didn't. And so when the lore kind of grew and people were like, "Oh, people didn't like it," it it uh, it honestly surprised me. Yeah, because I was like, "How could you deny 
it's, the hooks. It'd be weird to hear that people are like, you know, when rumors came out, people hated it. Like, yeah. it'd be so crazy. Because, I mean, yeah. not that they're one-to-one. Certain, no, they're, no. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just their biggest work being, uh, I guess, uh, hated upon release. Yeah. Because uh, I've even, even on the, the deluxe, uh, edition of Pinkerton where it has like radio interviews from that time people are calling in and being like why did you do that <laughs> like, yeah. like asking them point blank why did they make a, a shitty like album I think what it is is Rivers Cuomo actively didn't want the videos to be goofy yes like he was like these are serious songs they're written from a personal place and I don't want them to become Buddy Holly eyes yes mm-hmm. and I think that's the only mistake that was really made in all that. I think if they had just made some goofy videos for their Pinkerton songs, yeah, it would have gone down a little easier. I think it was too much of the a hat on a hat. They were they were asking you a lot, maybe yeah, production well, wise, and then also asking you a lot, like, and we're not doing goofy videos anymore. Yeah, but, yeah. and that's the whatever a band a, a band about youthfulness growing up a little bit it oh, has growing too. pans, and yeah. it's like. I this music is real and it's about something that's real to me and I need you to like just like take us seriously for a second and it did have that I do feel I do remember it kind of having an air of it like that I didn't I feel like it I had a similar experience where people listened to it and it was like back like it was like on I remember SNL was like that at the time too where it was like we would go to Sunday school and like talk about SNL yeah. and like the sketches and I remember the album coming out and like and the good life was like a that was a big yeah that's a big Weezer song for me yes, that was yeah. that was a big um, sure. step in me like it, it, that brought me one big Embracing big step yeah, closer yeah. to Weezer I think um but it, but I don't know that that it that it lost some youthfulness because uh, you know there's a little more ego at play and being goofy I get it too it's also like that's a legit request. Like, I don't want to be seen as a silly guy. That's totally fair, man. Yeah. You're a grown man. You're a rock star guy now. Yeah. And you want, fucking want people to take you seriously. I get it. But it's well, interesting like, because it wasn't, I didn't, the Ben Folds thing is an interesting comparison, which is like, I didn't, I like those, those first Ben Folds 5 and Weezer's first albums individually because they had some humor. Uh-huh. But the thing that I most gravitated toward was some sort of emotional. Yeah. Like, yes. So when the next album was more of that, I was like, oh, thank God, more, more, more. That's what I want. And so for maybe people who were like, I think of them as the presidents of the United States of America. And I yeah. like Lump. And now they're singing about a, a fan who's obsessed with him and they want to <laughs> fuck him. Uh, that's weird. But yeah. for Weezer, I was like, they were already emotional and confessional yeah. and Ben Folds 5 was already that way. So, <laughs> And also, that is weird. <laughs> that's, that's all, that, well, it's what we talk was, about with like 70s filmmakers. Like, What's so fun about watching them is like they had no guard either studio-wise or friends-wise going like, hey, maybe you should turn down kind of, you don't have to talk about that right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I like about Bigger Dinner. Like, <laughs> nobody told them to yeah. keep that to himself. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's probably because, I mean, they, they did produce that album themselves, but I yes. don't know if Rick would have, uh, if Rick was in the room for that, would have been like, eh, maybe not. He would have been like, turn that turn that up, baby, go for yeah, it. Yeah, if Rick Ocasek was yeah. like, uh, we don't need that like little piano part before before I cross the sea. Yeah, no, just keep get it saying in. weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rico Kasich stuff is just like, it's interesting to see how, what bands he started producing after Weezer. Like, yeah. 
some Nada surf and oh yeah, stuff and yeah, he's really interesting to me. Uh, just because like he some for some he somehow just knows exactly like what buttons to press to get good stuff out of those guys. Yeah, like uh, and that's you know he's just a good he's good at his job. He's good at music himself and also is just like I know how to produce, so I'm gonna produce you in the direction that you, in my opinion, sound the best. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because like I mean, he did green and he, he did. Everything will be all right in the end, which is like top to bottom, very, very That's true. good. That's true. Um, yeah. What, what I, I'm not uh, knowledgeable enough. Is there any sort of um, acrimony between Rivers Cuomo and Rick Ocasek? Do they not work together every time? Because... I don't think so. Like I think I think they because they called him in for Green to be like, hey, we need a little help. Like we need a little bit of a comeback. Uh-huh. Uh, so they got him on board for that, and then yeah, they hadn't worked together since uh, then up until. 2010 and that's almost that's yeah. all that's over 10 years yeah uh and so i think it was just sort of like hey like we could use another uh slam dunk i think uh-huh because uh, that even on that album where they do sound because it has it goes back to that sweet sweet crunch uh they get they get all those crunchy guitars on there and like really good melodies very interesting songs on it too but they also push forward i mean we haven't uh talked about that album yet on this show but there's a three-part song on that album called the Futurescope Trilogy, which is like the coolest thing they've ever done, I think. It just fucking rules. Oh, that's awesome. Because like two of the tracks are instrumental and it has like five guitars on it. It's crazy. Right. And I saw them do it one time uh, at a show in support of that album. And I was just like, this is in- this is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I, you know, got on a real uh, high horse and it was like, they're good and you're all wrong. <laughs> It's funny, like that, um, that. What you're sort of saying about fans having to debate about what the yeah, like it almost mirrors exactly like episode one came out in 1999. Yes, and the Green album I think came out in 2001, right before right. like a year before Attack of the Clones. Yes, and I feel like Gosh. Nick Weiger once. I was at a party once, and everybody started shit talking the prequels, and Nick Weiger said. I spent more time talking about how I hate the prequels more than anything and certainly more than my love about Star Wars that I liked. And it's a weird, like, there's a Star Wars shirt in the Say It Ain't So video. Yeah. Like, so I do think there's a connection where when uh, people complain about Weezer's downfall in the same way that they kind of have this weird connection to Star Wars. Is the connection maybe uh, just... If, I have a theory that if the internet wasn't happening when the Star Wars prequels came out, nobody would say anything about it. Like, don't, uh, <laughs> nobody would like sit and type about an opinion about it. They would have just watched a movie and been like, no, it was fine. Well, yeah, Weezer, I mean, Weezer yeah. shouldn't have let Jar Jar Binks produce the album. Well, that's yeah, the that thing. He said, uh, yeah, Misa gonna produce. Yeah, and, Misa uh, gonna produce. And he then, licked the soundboard. Then those, the guy running the studio was the big fat one that went, oh, yeah. Uh, I wish I knew his name. Boss Ness. Ness. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I heard yeah, Very Jar Jar was a mess there. Like, you'd walk into his control room and there'd be apples all over. <laughs> oh, just boy. apple cores yeah. and him strung out on the ground <laughs> on apples. <laughs> uh, but I, going back, <laughs> backtracking a little bit the like the I don't know what the term is sloppy sound of of, of Pinkerton yeah like was, unproduced yeah. Was, yeah raw or yes. something was badass that was one of the yeah. best parts about it yeah. and that people connect that, that people 
set their sights on that when they were complaining about it was like, oh, well, we just have a fundamental disagreement thing. Because right. you're yes. saying that you don't like the thing that I like. It's not, I'm not going to try to convince you that the songs are good now because now I know you're dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no, still, like, I get that too, like wanting to have a polished sound because Weezer is, there was something kind of, there was, there's surgical precision to certain albums. Yes. So I get if that's the part of it that you connect to, you'd miss it. But yeah, because like listening to the Blue Album, like top to bottom, uh, as I do often, uh, it's hard to pick out a single thing on that album that is wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Very, You'd yeah. be hard-pressed to find yeah. something incorrect about it. Yes. It's been nipped and tucked and like yeah. very produced. Yeah. yeah, so nobody would want to follow up something that's so precise. Yeah. Especially something that's a little more raw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be like, hey, criticize my entire personality. Like, go for it. It's all on this album. Go for it. Uh, that'd be horrifying. But you know what's interesting? I yeah. feel like Rivers Cuomo's, I don't know the man, but to his takeaway... He dropped you off over here, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> he kissed me and yeah. Mike on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good record, sweeties. <laughs> Thanks, Rivers. <laughs> Do you want to come? Do No, no, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> like the Tope album. Or what, what's it called? Uh, teal. teal. Yes. <laughs> They'll do Tope. <laughs> tope album is great. Yeah. Put some start good words in for the Teal album. Then. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, what was I saying about old rivers? I forget. Uh, you don't know him personally, but the takeaway, something about a takeaway. Oh, oh, yeah, that um, his takeaway about Pinkerton seems to be like, I was too confessional. Mm -hmm. mm. But what we seem to be saying right now is maybe people were just more like thrown off by the production. And I, if I had to hazard a guess, people probably have a more... Uh, a strong response to how something sounds rather than the content of the lyrics. Yeah, I, I think so. I definitely absorb music in that. Or yeah. I absorb like words and, and like right brain ideas or left brain ideas. Like the logic of a song comes after you like you have a, like, yeah. a visceral yeah. physical response so to a if, song. Uh, yeah, I always hear sound. the music first. Like, yeah. then I'm like, oh, what are these lyrics? And I'm like, oh, those lyrics are fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, or like, oh, those are fun lyrics. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna make sure I commit those to memory and sing along. So if El Scorcho had been produced with like some uh, blue album sort of shine, then I don't think the takeaway would have been like, oh, I I confess too much. Yes, people would have been like, oh. It sounds this like is but great. it's more Buddy Holly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But. It is very interesting because, like, um, I mean, I even just listening to Pinkerton now, uh, I don't know if the so, some of the things he sings about, some of the context they're talking about, doesn't necessarily hit me in the same way that it did when I was like a teenager that was like experiencing the things he's talking about or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the the musical elements of that album, like, just still like punch so hard, and you're always just like, oh yeah, like the. Uh, like the good, like just the beginning notes of, uh, or you know, the beginning squeals of uh, "Get You" or, yeah. tired, or "Tired of Sex." Even it's just like yeah. so, like or that just, solo of "Get You." Is yes, so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it, you. I just feel that like in my entire body. I'm just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've never, uh, you know, and I don't want to veer into who they were in those two albums. Or sure. Who they were in the, but, like, I do have a... The most visceral experience I have is to Pinkerton. Uh, you know, what you're sort of describing is, like, that experience. And then with Blue Album, it's probably more of, like, a um, nostalgic 
sort of fondness, like a it's it's a pleasant experience to listen to it, whereas Pinkerton is a little bit more. Yeah, that's like a comfort food album. Yeah. The blue album a little bit more maybe. Yeah, I remember I, that's my, for me anyway. Yeah. I remember my heart broke in like 2004 when I listened to the blue album and I was like, "Oh, the production sounds dated." It was the first time I, uh-huh. I had 10 years away from it. Not I listened to it all of those 10 years, but it was just the first time we were like, "Oh, this doesn't sound like what's on the radio yes. anymore." And we've talked about it before like uh sometimes what makes a album sound dated or not is how the drums are recorded really yeah and so i think the reason for me pinkerton always sounds sort of alive and new is because it does sound raw what people would call raw yeah yeah. it's like a less processed yeah uh drum sound yeah 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 um but i was part of the i mean there was a you could join the Weezer fan club, and I joined that, and they sent me the lyrics to Pinkerton in the mail, uh-huh. and then I got a little card with my face on it, and then I got a tape sent of people who were in the Weezer fan club band recording covers of Weezer songs. Wow. And who, s- who got to be in the Weezer fan club band like if was that did you audition and like or is it just like some guy some yeah that's so interesting some, well you had to be a fan member fan club yeah. member first so you'd like and then after you were already accepted that then your garage band could send in a, a cover and they were awesome and then, I, I i'll try to find the tape because oh it's yeah like, uh, or i'm sure it exists somewhere online but like the um this one cool guy did a cover of Say It Ain't So with uh, Where Is My Mind. Oh, He like combined the two. He found a way to cover both. That is both. such a great idea. Yeah. So then you would get a tape that's like a compilation of fan covers. Who are all like that's people amazing. your age and you're listening that's to That's a great yeah, idea. That's, that's cool. so cool. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recently joined the, the Weezer fan club and my stuff hasn't come. Uh, <laughs> where's my tape? Hey, Carl, where's my stuff? (laughs) I'm doing a whole podcast uh, spreading the word. uh... (laughs) I'm spreading the good word, my dear boy. (laughs) I'm going door to door. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, obviously, there's reverence for uh, Blue and Pinkerton. uh, So I have to ask, how much further did you guys go? (sighs) (laughs) I mean... Not much further. <laughs> like, by the time we get to um, the break or whatever, the, like, 98 to 2000, the little whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green, yeah, Green yeah. came out in 2001 um, it, uh, before 9-11. The, um, Not right before. But. The night before. <laughs> yeah, the, it came out September 10th. They were blasted. <laughs> I just I had made a note in, in uh, when I recorded the show, I made a note that it was the last pre-9-11 Weezer album because like maybe that has some sort of context to <laughs> That's it. That's true. Maybe Make Believe was really trying to grapple with. <laughs> uh, um, well, Make Mal- Believe's a Bush album. It's, <laughs> it's a Bush attack album is what it is. And Maladroit was next. Yes. <clears throat> Green yes. album and then Maladroit. Yeah, because yeah. I was definitely still on the hook then yeah me too and that probably was the last one that i would like actually i think that's definitely the last one that i purchased uh i think i'm trying to think what be careful what you say next because this is going straight to the police (laughs) (laughs) weezer police yeah well no sting in the gang (laughs) and the gang (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, I know by I know by because the next self-titled one would have 
been the after green it would have been red red yeah. and i definitely wasn't on board at red i wasn't yeah. so I was, after I was maladroit it's make-believe uh, then make-believe then right. red uh then ratitude then uh <laughs> oh, yeah. then hurley then death to false metal Fuck. then everything will be all right in the end um oh boy uh then then white then um pacific daydream then <laughs> yeah do man. It, do then it. teal then black <laughs> in the same year this year yeah what a what a uh worthless um, superpower I have. <laughs> Ask me any math question. Ask me... Uh, Weezer's discography. Yeah, uh, I got lighter it. notes. Yeah. I mean, oh boy, could I go further and go track by track? No, absolutely not. Uh, so like, that's, I mean... That's honestly a little further uh, than most people. Most yeah. people would be like, after, after Pinkerton, I lost it. And that's also... Uh, I've been given that opinion a lot of grief. That's also very fine. It's valid. It's, it, it's yes, valid, yes, yeah, because yes. it's obviously if green, uh, green is a more is a sort of more polished blue, like in a negative yes, way. Yes. Like it's like too much. Yeah. That's, that's their. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Speaking of turning yeah. green, I'm going to turn green if I don't pee. Okay. <laughs> Go. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember my funny joke about how I was turning green? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not green anymore. Oh, and yeah. that means we're back. <laughs> um, and so I guess, so there's been, there's, have there, have you like kept up with them at all? Like, like I know you said, you, yeah, you sort of fell off as being a fan at those points. Have you gone in and like listened to the albums that have come out uh, in recent years? Have you heard any of these new songs? Well, when Green Album came out, yeah. uh, I did like that because I was following all the uh, the summer 2000 yes. live recordings that I really loved. And some of them popped up in the... In the Green Album and Maladroit, and that was just exciting because I was happy to hear these songs be produced. Yeah. But I remember maybe my... It came out in spring of 2001, Green Album? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. My, my freshman year of college, and I remember I was sort of in a little bit denial where I was like, this is great! Yeah. And I knew it wasn't exactly like that, but I wanted it to. And then... This guy who I knew in college, Joe, he was like, the guitar solos are the melody lines, man. I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all it is is he just does the melody, and you're like, man, then you listen to a solo on Get You or something, he just, like, takes it to, like, another planet. Yes. And I know when I listen to the Green Album, that's the thing. It's what everybody says. It's just the formula is so locked in tight. It's like, first chorus, first chorus solo of the melody line you know, it's just uh-huh. safe so as much as i love the songs themselves the production and sort of crafting of them wasn't my favorite and then maladroit came and that was maybe even more disappointing because it was sort of them sort of being like we're hard yeah every song on that album has a guitar solo every single song in that album it has maybe 14 it songs on it as yeah. a reaction to me people like to me you specifically like, yes mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I liked um, Slob a lot on yes. there. That was one of my favorite. I liked of those summer 2000 songs. And if you want us to come back and talk about those songs, we're happy to. I don't yeah. know if you already have. but I uh, haven't talked about those songs. I mean, I have them. <laughs> I could easily play them instead. I have other, like, 
I have qu- some questions I'd like to ask you, but we could also um, play those songs Ooh, like right now. Put on your sister. Okay. Do you know that song? Yeah, I think I have that one here. That, that one's really good. Because Maladroit, that was they they released like stu- like studio recordings. Yeah. Like they leaked whatever on their website yes. or something, right? This is, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Hmm. It's a lot of these songs on, on this particular, like, um, sort of, you know, curated, like, fan release, uh, is like. They're so good. Uh, and like, I, even Modern Dukes is one of my favorite yeah. uh, songs to like think about and like air guitar to. It's just very dorky, but it's like that song fucking rips. Yeah. And I, I like wonder this. if it's because yeah. when they're live recordings, it has the rawness of Pinkerton, yes. so it helps me like it. And also just the song content is a little bit more vulnerable. That I think that's why I got my hopes up about Green Album, because But Your Sister is a song It's like, why am I so hung up on your sister? Why am I so hung up on your mom? Yeah. It's like, that's a really good song. It's about like a guy who's like started seeing a girl and he's like, man, I think I like her sister more. I think I like her mom more. Yeah, the, the, yeah the whole family's yeah. got something going on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Modern Dukes is good though too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That, that chug, yeah, that's just chugging along. Metal. Here comes Pat. Metal influence. Oh, yeah. You better believe I put this on a sketch show uh, pre-show music CD for UCB. You gotta let people know your sketch group's cool. Yeah, they gotta know. And sorry, I'm not playing the White Stripes. Except I would too. They're good. <laughs> that that section that we was just playing at the end sounded like that. Give me some money. That's Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, this 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 period of Weezer is very interesting to me, and like not uh, talked about and considered quite often because it is just like. Songs that just never came out, songs that just never saw the light of day. I mean, yeah, Hash Pipes in here. Uh, there's a couple others that made it onto like Alone, uh, but in like yeah, Dope Nose and Slob are on. That's right. Uh, Maladroit, Mad Cow. I don't know if that ever. Uh, no, I don't think that one ever one. made it. But that but one. That's a, that's a good. It's a it's a moody one. I mean, just listen to that. Let's listen to. I love it. Mad Cow with a K. K A D C O W.
Oh, we yeah, are. that rules. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I mean, I don't know. There's just like, I wish someone would like grab these guys, mm-hmm. smack them around a little bit. But I don't even know, cause like, there's, I mean, I don't even mean that. I don't want any I know you harm mean. to befall my boys. But like, <laughs> uh, they like. They are very good at doing a very specific thing, and I. But I also understand the impulse to reject the thing that people are just like begging you to do, without a doubt. Yes, and, and that's I think like the fans' conundrum a little bit, which yes. is like you're like, I love they've given me so much joy, and I love them for it. So don't they have the right to do what they want to do? Uh-huh. And also take li- risks. Yeah, and also a little bit when you really like somebody. This, this is more like f- filmmakers more than music for me. But like, if they do something when you initially see it, you kind of go like, oh, I don't know if that was my favorite thing. Yeah. You kind of have to go like, but wait, I liked what they made previously. They know more than I do. So maybe I need to kind of learn how to come around to this thing. And, and yeah. for whatever reason, I don't with Weezer have that like trust exactly where I go like. No, yeah. well, because it's not. I, I, I think it's easier to be a little more forgiving with movies for some reason because it's not like Martin Scorsese is like making um, like Taxi Driver and then Trolls or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not exactly like uh, yeah. the, the drop off. The, the Scorsese drop off is not as bad. Right. 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 Uh, yes. You're yep. still like that was actually at least interesting. Yeah. Uh, he was in Shark Tale. If yeah, that would be the maybe one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A DreamWorks, yeah. which has probably used many. Weezer songs to make Shrek. Uh, they did fuck do. A girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well I do. In the sequel, uh, uh, Shrek fucks. Uh, uh, Shrek fucks Fiona. She's my best friend, Fiona, <laughs> and Shrek loves her. I think uh, that's in Shrek. Right? I, uh, Shrek. Or <laughs> what? I was like, oh, well, actually, Shrek. Um, He's right here. <laughs> Donkey. Mike Myers in a Shrek costume comes in and beats me up. <laughs> what you say about me? Uh, um, they covered. Uh, I'm a believer for Shrek 4, I think. Ooh. They took over for Smash Mouth. Cool. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I want to ask, I want to ask you guys about because uh, you guys are musicians and you make music. Stop, stop me if I'm incorrect so far. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So don't far. stop. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, or will oh. die. Oh. oh yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, t- when talking about music with you guys, it, it, it is like a crank like situation. You have to keep doing it, or else you, guys do, <laughs> you, you pass away. Uh, I and I say you- pass away. I, 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 I take it very personally. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when uh, uh, the whatever reason talking about different bands experiences yeah. and stuff we were on a tour recently with the the, the sloppy boys yes. and and uh we were with a couple guys who have been in bands who have toured frequently and uh maybe on the fifth or sixth day we were sort of talking like and maybe if we do these sh- shirts they'll sell better and maybe we could do this and i said to those guys i was like you know, you guys have been on the road for so long and you hear <laughs> us talk. It sounds like <laughs> you guys have probably have slept with a thousand women. <laughs> and it's like being trapped in a van with four guys going, 
I think she likes it if you lick her clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a little bit that with Weezer just sitting yeah. here and criticizing them. I'm like, they know what they're doing yeah. way more. But yes, we are musicians ourselves. Yes. yes, yes. And so like, would you say that um, <laughs> like Weezer has played like a, a role in the way you guys approach making music or like the types of music that you like to make? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think it has ever been like a something that we talked about. Like, there was never a meeting where we we're like, okay, the band's going to be like this band and this band, yeah. and it's going to have this and this. But I think just uh, organically, Weezer has made its way into our songs in in a it's it's in a in a very positive way. Like, I think that we we wear that influence pretty brazenly i think it's like there's a couple of songs that are very weasery yeah and and uh and it is a lot of what paul was talking about earlier kind of like the um the pop the pop melody that works like they they excel at that so yeah. it's like even if we're not trying to do songs like weezer it's like oh we're kind of maybe aiming for the same thing that weezer was aiming for in that regard yeah uh, ca- like hooks and like catchy melodies I also think, yeah, when you, um, anything anybody listens to between the ages of like 13 to 16 or 13 to 17, no matter what, is going to like get into your DNA in some way. And so yeah. you end up like up to the pronunciation of consonants and vowels yes. sometimes, like because of who you liked during that period that was popular when you were really into music. And so there's stuff like that. But, um, you know, I think like, uh, Mike and I, ooh, we're really going to pull the thread on this band, which we don't ooh, normally please. do. Oh, uh, well, so, uh, you're going to destroy that sweater, but yeah. you care. <laughs> Hopefully we don't destroy that so much. Yeah. Uh, but the thing we talk about that's always like, oh, the, the, the best spot we're in is when it has like the intensity of an anthem, but the actual sentiment is maybe slightly silly and the the incongruence of like you're putting so much pageantry to such a silly idea. Yes. I think is pretty Weezerish. Yeah. yeah, the kind of the kind of the unwarranted right uh excess. <laughs> un- unwarranted like um glory. Yes, of unwarranted something glory. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It, that's like a, an unearned whatever. <laughs> I mean that's what sweater song is and yeah. uh, uh Buddy Holly and stuff it's taking like junk literally like happy days and sweaters and then like putting them up on a level of like these should be worshipped as gods yeah and so i think that and then i remember hearing rivers cuomo in a interview talk about when he was coming up with melodies he was like oh i feel this warm sort of feeling all over my body when i come up with the melody and I feel that when Mike and I come up with a melody that's particularly tasty, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll feel like sort of a warm. Start like hugging yeah, uh, yourselves. Yeah. I, I'm holding an iron up to his back. <laughs> yeah, he tricks me. <laughs> this melody is yeah. good. Yeah, he, he turns me around and he says, "Don't look back, yeah. but just start singing that new melody." And then I go, "Ooh, wee, ooh!" I look just like Buddy and Holly. I'm like, ooh, this feels pretty warm. Yeah. Ah, oh, 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 too hot. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that and like um, uh, I got a perm for our camping trip basically has the good life breakdown that's been pointed out to us. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's maybe the most pointed 
example. To the point that have we ever ever performed it where during the breakdown we got we start singing. We should. I gotta go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we that would be good. Like on a like an out of town show. That yeah, would. surprise people. Who yeah. doesn't like a little surprise? <laughs> uh, the thing. Oh, I was gonna say was um, <laughs> when Make Believe came out. Yes. Um. That had Beverly Hills on it. That's so, right. And it was track the, one. Yes, it was the first album that came out when I moved to LA. Uh, was the first Weezer album yep. that came out since moving to LA. Yeah, and I was driving around with people listening to it, and uh, somebody went, "This sounds like a demo." I was like, oh, "Okay, maybe this isn't so good." Uh, I only, <laughs> I can't trust my gut. I have to listen to people who I <laughs> hardly know. And then, uh, uh, but bef- right before it came out. Beverly Hills was sort of like maybe three weeks before that, like they they put it out on the internet, right? Yes. So um, I'll try to say this as fast as possible, but um, when I first moved to L.A., um, a, a girl I had known previously in Iowa who lived in Texas emailed me and said, I'm going to Sundance. Do you want to come and meet me there and watch some movies? And I said, oh, I don't have enough money. And then... I told our friend Chris, and he was like, you idiot. I had a crush on her. <laughs> yes. He was like, she's asking you to go to Sundance to watch movies and hang out for a weekend. She wants to hang out with She likes you. Yeah. Uh, and then she said, if you can't do Sundance, you're always welcome in Austin. Come down as you know whenever you want. And so I bought a ticket to Austin. And I went Paul's down. glasses are fogging up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Your guys' are too. Yeah. yeah. You weren't even wearing glasses. <laughs> I'm wearing fog glasses now. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was the classic thing yeah. of I land, I get picked up at the airport. I'm like, what's this gonna weekend going to be? And then driving out of the airport, she's like, so my boyfriend. I'm like, oh. ah. Okay. So then for <laughs> the next. a true reaction I just asked. So the, for, the, for the next three days, I'm trapped in Austin eating barbecue, making awkward conversation with this person who my friend tricked me into thinking this was leading and i remember the last night which is last nights are the worst yeah oh yeah already been an unwelcomed guest who stayed too long she was like i'm just i'm it was a sunday night yeah i'm kind of tired i'm just gonna go to bed i was like nine o'clock and she went to sleep and then i was like i heard the new beverly hills single (laughs) and i went over to her internet and i like put in ear uh, like headphones and a not laid, very <laughs> depressed and sad yeah. person sat on this little like rolly chair <laughs> to listen to Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a disappointment. Yeah, you're like, it can't even get as good. They, they didn't even have my back here. I know. Yeah. Can't you give me like a new, uh, like a undone part two yeah. here instead? But uh, Re-undone. I hope that didn't sound... Toxic. No, like, not at all. Like, I think. Oh, she put me in the friend zone. No, dude. that's like a very like that's like re- a relatable thing. Like that's like we all. I mean, I viscerally reacted to it because I was just like, oh yeah, like that's a scenario that we've all been in. Like that's like, um, it's oh, I mean, that's just it was. It was good because it was true. Yes. Well, we'll glance over at Cassidy, and he'll have sunglasses on, and his hands behind his head, like, ain't never happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody has a boyfriend when Cassidy's in town. <laughs> Even when they do. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, when you... <laughs> 
Um, when you guys are uh, writing songs, I keep wanting to say making songs. Um, but when you're, I mean, I guess there's part of that too. Is that like what comes first usually? Are you guys? Do you guys think of like uh, what's going to be? Um, like a funny song or what's good or like what's a good song not mm. good that's not the right no, word but you know I, what I mean yeah, yeah I feel very rarely has it ever begun with like here's a premise here's like a joke idea for a song it's almost always birthed from you know we'll, the we'll, of the we'll, music we'll jam we, and yeah. just kind of find you know we'll kind of fall into grooves and then we build that into something I think it more often than not the lyrics are a secondary like we, the groove comes first whatever the the riff is or the core musical thing most of the time. And then it's like, oh, what sounds good on top of this? Right. Like what's what's serving this music best? There have been a couple of times where we did lyrics first, though. I, I feel yeah. like, and Camping Trip, I think, was one where we did talk more about like, uh, like um, the idea for the song existed uh, earlier on than right. like it was like oh um, those two th- words together is I th- funny I think they're <laughs> yeah I think I think a lot of the aiming for comedy I feel like we just kind of we I don't think we're ever like shooting for it it's just like well the right level of it leaks into the songs it, like uncontrollably like yeah. it's like <laughs> writing a serious song happens every once in a while but it's like you, you I I feel like we try to not nudge it. We just right. let it be its own thing or something. Yeah. Some of them are serious. Some of them are jokes. I don't know. Yeah, and if, oh, yeah, whatever the vibe of the riff is, we come up with a melody and sort of the lyrics that fit whatever that feeling of the music is. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then, like, writing-wise, we have kind of a strict rule of, like, you don't, whatever somebody sings it's sort of that's it like yeah. there's no revising okay yeah <laughs> there's, no, there's no second drafts that don't stop songs there are times where we like kind of cook cook them a little longer meaning yeah. like talk through them a little longer and like syllabically work yeah. things out sometimes but yeah the lion's share of the time it's like what instinctually came out of your mouth is valuable yeah. somehow. And you even can't if it, change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's necessarily how Weezer operates, but the, uh, uh, but yeah, I'd say mostly it's that sort of, uh, anthemic rock is yeah. what we yeah. most like about Weezer. No, I love yeah. that. Torch well, songs. What's your, I mean, I, I didn't ask you to, uh, come with this in mind. So if this takes you a second, like, Take as much time as you need or whatever, but what are your guys' favorite Weezer songs? Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. And when we talked to Suzanne, you'd say probably that one. I like Suzanne a lot, and I taped Mall Rats off a of TV just so I could hear Suzanne and the end credits. Yes. I, there was no uh-huh. other way to hear it. But um, I like Suzanne a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I would, I would say maybe, like, I think my favorites are all maybe they're slower. Like down tempos, like mm. they have a lot of song, like a lot of their like big hits too are like slow songs, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure is. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe not more than other bands, but like Island in the Sun is a slow groove. Yeah. Um, yeah. What they I uh, like those. Well, they got sort of a uh, a pot smoke vibe on a man with it a little laid yeah. back. It's oh, nice. It's yeah. A yeah. Fit. Yeah. Yeah. Got, the, got their SoCal vibe figured. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like, uh, on the, 
It's tough when they're the singles because you yeah. don't want to feel like a poser. No. But like, say it ain't so just meant so much to me as a kid growing yeah. up. Listening to that song meant a lot, and then and that was also an indication of like you're already being confessional in these songs, right? I, I don't care if you're being more confessional in Pinkerton. I mean, uh, and then why bother is a really good song. Yes, that, that line. Uh, um, uh, Maybe we could even get next. Uh, maybe we could even get together. Maybe we, you could break my heart next summer. Is a killer line. Yes. Like being like, I know this relationship's gonna end, but I'm gonna just enjoy it for the fun it is. is yes. Very, and yeah, so part of the fun and 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 uh, energetic part about the pursuit is like, uh, like it doesn't matter if it's gonna fail at that yeah. moment. It's yeah. like I'm gonna have this experience even yeah. if it ends poorly. Yeah. It's it's more so what in those first hunk of albums don't like I, I grapple with like um, oh uh, um, like Pinkerton I'll go like no other one isn't my favorite of the album yes. and Pink Triangle isn't my favorite of the album but like stood against any other band songs they would like tower above any other oh absolutely so it's 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 more of like a weird thing of like i'm obsessed with these songs why wouldn't i be as obsessed with these songs yeah yeah but um and then holiday's pretty great that the as far as uh that uh that melody's pretty i mean just that just the thing that i think about uh with that song in particular is when they're like screaming heartbeat that's yeah. so fun. That's yeah. just so fun to scream along yeah. to in your car, too. <laughs> uh, were you at the uh, Weezer cover band called Weezer Concerts that existed at the Birthday Boys house? Uh, no, so I was um, oh, like not around. Like, I wish you could have been there, buddy. I know, because it's, it's something that I've heard about uh, like just through like the grapevine and like, just friends of mine that are like uh, musicians also uh, that also do comedy and just being like, ah, like that would have been... My yeah. favorite thing. Oh, it yeah. was the best. You would have loved it. The, yeah. the birthday boys, somehow they did some branded tequila video spot. Uh-huh. So they got a bunch of free tequila. Yeah. And, and then like, they got the Weezer cover band that <laughs> like any comedian would name Weezer. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it was wild. Just free tequila being like poured out of a hose on yeah. the people. It was like kind of a sponsored like a liquor sponsored thing too. That's the only time in my life that I've drank shots off of a ski. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they had a long like hurt. promotional tequila ski. That's that, so like, crazy. You lined up like four shots and, and it in was the like most a ho- weird spring break moment at yeah. Fredonia. And I, w- I was in a relationship, so I wasn't going to be, but in the most wholesome way possible, everybody was really horned up. Yeah. And just like <laughs> yeah. dancing and singing along to Weezer was like the best night in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rules. <laughs> <laughs> the, boys people, would, the boys would love to hear that. Yeah. When people are wholesomely horned up, yes. it's the best. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite album is that live performance at that party. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get to, um, I went and saw uh, Weezer open for No Doubt. Okay, yes. Uh, and that was for the Pinkerton album. And uh, they were in a weird period, I think. They felt maybe probably like, oh, Pinkerton didn't sell well, so we're appreciative of our fans who are willing to come out and watch us open for No Doubt. They're not necessarily No Doubt fans. And it was so cool, at the end of their set, they were like, hey, we're just going to go over to the side of the stage. If you guys are Weezer fans, come on over. Because they knew, like, yeah. we're glad you're here. And I walked over... And I got to meet all of the band members, I think, except Brian Bell. Uh-huh. 
but um, had a really long conversation with Matt Sharp. Wow. And he was super cool. Yeah. And then some dipshit came by, was like, can you sign my autograph? And I saw him like get disappointed because he was like, I just liked how we were all talking about music, guys. Yes. Yeah. And then... I got Rivers Cuomo's like at uh, autograph address autograph, <laughs> and I said to him something that I don't think anybody's ever said before. I said to him, "Your music's been a lot to me," <laughs> and I think I might have also said, "Has gotten me through some hard times." Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I think he also hasn't heard. Yeah. And uh, it's good that you said that to him. <laughs> yeah. So he knows. Yeah. Just so he knows. You could see the relief on his face. And then a girl came out and like pushed her boobs up. Uh-huh. And she was like, "Will you autograph these?" And he went. These are the kind of autographs I like. And I was oh like, my God. "Wait, you're sensey emo boy. Oh don't, no, you don't like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather talk to me, right?" Uh, so that's was, crazy. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of a your hero. You know, you should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I told this story one time where I met. Um, I had. I don't think I could say I officially met Rivers. Uh, I was on stage with Rivers and like uh, was. It was uh, at a Everything Will Be Alright in the End um, like record release thing at a, a record store in Long Beach called Fingerprints, which is a great record store. Um, and that's uh, where I'm, I hail from that area. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they, like, I got up on stage because they were asking people to come up on stage and like say these like spoken parts of this song that was brand new. And like, does anybody know it? And it like, was like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I do. Uh, and like so they had a couple of us up there and so I was just back there the whole time and he handed me like the thing and stuff and like didn't look at me or anybody um, but uh, right before that too I had met Brian and I uh, I did tell a story here one time where it was like I saw him I was like oh, he's just like here like not doing anything yet I should ask him to sign uh, my album and so I did do that and he went uh, yeah no problem just so you know we are signing these again later. We're signing these later, so don't make me sign it twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, so uh, in my head canon, I was like, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard. That's so nice. Uh, he joked with me. He saw that I was a fan and joked with me, and it wasn't rude to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. I, I do hear Brian's the sweetheart, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I met Matt actually at UCB, uh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, like within the last couple, he's very, very nice. Uh, he did, <sighs> um, he did Bangarang and uh, did like uh, told monologues and did a couple songs and it's just uh, was really, really cool and was not like I did go backstage like when I was a uh, house manager uh, working at uh, the front desk and just being like. You uh, mean so much to me. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he was very, very sweet about it. Yeah. Uh, just, like, couldn't couldn't help it. I wish uh, I could. I know he's out and about here in L.A. I'd yeah. have to bump into a Matt Sharp some point. Maybe he's, um, I hear a little rumbling outside. Maybe he's <laughs> pulling up in his, his car. His little distorted bass car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, you guys got me beat. I haven't met any of these jokers. Ah, sorry. Soon, soon, man, soon. We'll I've only them. seen them live one time, and I, I think yeah. you were there probably at the 2010 uh, when they covered the when they did the blue. album They did the blue line. album full, yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah, Greek, I went to right, wasn't it? This was at the Universal Amphitheater, yeah. right oh, now, yes. Harry Potter World. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. yeah. A great venue shut down by. Uh, well, capitalism, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by wizards, I, mean, were, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, by they wizards. They were all dressed in wizard capes when they performed and yeah. stuff. And I wondered why their guitars were broomsticks. But, <laughs> yeah, no, and he sense. kept singing uh, "Beato Beato" instead of "Ooey U" because he knew <laughs> the minions were also coming as well. 
Yeah, he, he can see the minion that's peeking up over the top of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been saying, you, I look just like Ron Weasley. <laughs> what is this? Uh-oh, uh, and I also work for Gru. <laughs> he's new all of it. Oh, it, my God, that would be fucking awesome I'd if he sang that. that. Yeah. It would be like the uh, the old Bill and Ted stunt show at like Universal. <laughs> that would be the caliber of performance. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I liked. I went to both nights of that show, uh, and it was. Uh, I went with uh, a very good friend of mine for Pinkerton because we had bonded over that album. And for the night before, Blue Album, took my mom. Hey, nice. full circle. Full circle. Yeah, it was full very circle. cool to do that. And this time, <laughs> this time, she sat in the car seat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I made her sit in the back <laughs> with the sippy cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> son, I don't fit. It hurts. Yeah. Get in the chair. Drink your sangria. <laughs> we'll be home in ten minutes. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, guys, I, I could. Talk to you guys forever about this band. Uh, do it. And, okay. uh, all right. Here we go. Ding, ding, ding. What do you think he meant? When... <laughs> um, what but, is a bottle of Steven? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you guys get that when he said Heine, he wasn't talking about a butt, but Heineken's? <laughs> um, I mean... Obviously, yes. yeah, we, we could go I, I on and on. I thought the same thing as I was driving up here. I'm like, I don't know how we'll end this because I yeah. could talk Weezer all day. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, uh, I'll probably will listen to them on the way home uh, as I do. Uh, Zach Reno pointed out that I pr- listen to other music, and he's probably correct. Uh, I do listen to other music. I, lo- I love a lot of the bands we've yeah. also talked about. Yeah. Are they, um, what's the band that you like that's the least like Weezer? Hmm. Um. Uh, like well, that's tough because like it's a would weird just, question. It would I don't be know. like different genre. I would it wouldn't well the 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 band that I like as much as Weezer is uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, uh, I loved them. Yeah, uh, and they're they're just big in my house because my mom's from New York, uh, and so like uh, I well, got the Spike Jones cut exactly, yeah. and I'm a huge Spike Jones fan. Yeah, I love him. Uh, and but I, so I would say them, but I mean um, right now I'm, I'm a lot of the bands that I like. Are um, this like like Jeff Rosenstock, like Chris Farron, who's done the show, like Tarja hey, Vespucci? They're all sort of like within the same. They all know each other. I, I like a very specific clique of musicians. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'll probably listen to Weezer on the way home too. Yeah, man. Let's go. I listen to him on the way here. Oh wow, it got me yep. thirsty. Me yeah, too. Yeah. Well, that's all I want for people to do when <laughs> they, they hear this show is go home and listen to Weezer. One, uh, one. I'm sort of doing what. Uh, have you guys seen us? <laughs> Yes. yes. I don't want to spoil us. Uh, okay, so uh, I, since you guys have seen it, uh, hands across America, but everyone has earphones on and they're listening to Weezer. <laughs> I'd like to think that as soon as this podcast is over, the yeah. person will hit pause or it'll end. Yeah. And then they'll just flip right over to their music service. That's right. Fire up their favorite Weezer song, yeah. man. And how man, could I you know not? That, how could I, you not? I know each night you go to the Weezer Spotify and watch those numbers tick up, and you're like, ah, I was probably that. Yeah, that and then, well, I can't sleep otherwise. Yeah. I gotta see it tick up a little bit, and then I <laughs> uh, place my hands upon my cheek and fall gently to sleep. <laughs> but that would be like uh, if you listen for an hour to a podcast about like pumpkin pie. If you didn't eat a slice of pumpkin pie after that, you'd be a psychotic. You'd be a fucking lunatic. That'd <laughs> yeah. be so crazy. Sociopath. Yeah, because like even 
Uh, I mean, just because we all know these guys too. But uh, when I've listened to Doughboy, sometimes I'll be like, "Well, this is right here. I'm just gonna eat this too." I know, uh, uh, got you yeah. craving. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. especially when they're talking about that spicy chickie from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I ate Wendy's today, you guys. Yeah, on the way home from seeing yeah, Paul earlier. Right. Oh, whoa! Uh, whenever I go to Los Feliz, I gotta pop into that Vermont. Okay, give it up to the Vermont Wendy's in Los Woo! Angeles. Yes, <laughs> easy, easy, uh, sort of easy to get into, scary to get out of. Yeah, <laughs> if you go back out on the same. Street. I think this is pretty universal content that everyone in the world can yeah, enjoy. Yeah, shout out to, you know what, yeah, Vermont, maybe my second favorite street in all of Los Angeles as far as uh, different things to do in food makeup. Number one, Hillhurst, baby! <laughs> your, your scope of Los Angeles is within like two five miles. blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on Sunset Boulevard! <laughs> uh, uh, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? I know you guys uh, within the last, uh, I mean, how long did Dazzle Me come out? Uh, uh, a few oh, months ago. Few November. Months ago. That yeah. was out of November, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah we're Don't Stop or We'll Die, and we have albums and songs all over. What were you going to say? Yeah, like? check out uh, Dazzle Me is the most recent album. Uh, you can see us on, find us on Insta at Don't Stop or We'll Die. Any news about like upcoming local or touring shows That's will right. be happening That's or right. recordings, too. Might be yes. some news about that. <laughs> and we have videos on YouTube, but... Uh, I'd say on all of our albums, there's at least two or three songs that a Weezer fan probably could really hook into. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to Space Worm, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, by design, some of the songs will thrill you and some will irritate you. <laughs> Uh, but it's all part of the, of the gumbo. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're um, listening to Weezer in the present day, you're used to this feeling. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, except uh, Don't Stop or We'll Die's output is only rock solid, baby. That's right, that's yeah. right. We love it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, thank you for having us. This was uh, this was a great thank combo. Thank you, Matt, a true pleasure. And uh, you're such a joy, man. Oh, please. And you're the perfect person to host a Weezer podcast. Thank you, guys. That's, yes, that's yes, very kind. Yes, that's very kind. Yes. I mean, like, uh, uh, I love talking about my boys, uh, uh, and even when they're doing things that are a little sneaky and tricky, I still am proud of them. That's right. It's like when your kid gets in trouble at school, you're like, ah, I still love the yeah, little scam. I admire hey, must, that or he like, turned that F into a B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like when your kid says like shit, and they're just like, don't know that it's a swear. You're like, I mean, it is funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, oh, it's like when Elliot and E.T. says penis breath, and it makes the mom laugh. It's, it's yeah. yes, that yeah. is the realest mom moment in oh, any movie I've ever it. seen. It's Incredible. <laughs> the, the other realist mom moment in ET is she's um, when he's dressed like the lady. <laughs> <laughs> mom, <laughs> uh, she's getting out of the house and Gertie's trying to get around her. She keeps like choosing one side or the other, and the mom laughs because she doesn't know where her daughter's gonna go out. <laughs> that's, that's <also> <laughs> you little idiot, just get out of the car. Uh, well, this has been. Uh, What's with these homies talking? E.T.? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's with these homies talking about, Weezer? Uh, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the show, you can go on iTunes and give us five stars and leave us a nice little review. We'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can go to anchor.fm slash Pod slash support. There's monthly contribution options if you'd like to help keep the lights on for the show, and all your support means a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs>